0: Yeah, uh,
1: that's a great intro.
0: <laughs> oh well, thank you, sir. What is going on? Are you feeling cyberpunky, Frank? <laughs> Are you
1: feeling cyberpunky today?
0: I already got the hairdo. I already no. got the hairdo. So yeah. it's your turn, man. It's your my, turn. Blue. My,
1: my hair is kind of uh, cyberpunky too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, just fuck it. Go full Mohawk, Frank. Come on, man. Full my Mohawk, hair. frohawk. Hey, yeah, there you go. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Thank you again for coming back here. We have in the house the master of remaster that's right frank jang in the house you know where to find them 88 <laughs> films blu-rays eureka all that good stuff old school tai sang in the in the in the back in the heesy back in the day you will find the knowledge that's right that's right <laughs> the commentary the audio commentary and knowledge spread from frank jang make sure you guys keep up and buy those blu-rays to hear Frank talk because he is the man and he is the one I had I had to do this with him. I was like, we gotta we gotta discuss i I must I, I gotta I gotta, you gotta I gotta soak all the you're on this side I gotta soak all the knowledge that's right that's right because uh, uh I have a li- <laughs> <laughs> I have a, uh, a, a a little interesting well not interesting backstory, but I'm going to be honest and I'll, I'll go first with my relationship with this movie. It'll, it'll be very brief. And then you can talk about your relationship with the film. And then, you know, the show is yours. We'll have fun talking about the movie. And uh, I, will, I can't wait to, to hear all the goodies, the the juices, all the Easter <laughs> eggs and the nuggets and stuff like that. But first, let's see who was here. The movie Dojo Army showing up. We got Jacob in the house already saying yes it is that good (laughs) we got red x saying yes yes it is oh shit we got heather love in the house omni blast oh what's going on ryan what is cracking we got iron wolf oh shit we got jad oh what's going on lone wolf what is cracking gene all the badasses are showing up to talk about cyberpunkums that's right so my my experience with the film I, I love sharing experiences <laughs> because it's always so different for every single oh, yeah. individual, right? Definitely. And it's fun. It's fun, It's fascinating, right? And it's just one of those, you know, I just had to pick this movie. Is it really that good? It's perfect for this brand new series. And uh, it's one of those rare cases where the audience and the critic scores are both high at the exact same time. And there's always a so it's always like this, right? And I was very surprised. The audience score was even higher than the critics. I was like, wow. But, uh, you know, we're going to talk about it. But, uh, oh, Gold Movie says it's overrated. All right, there you go. (laughs) It's all good. We can all share different opinions here. It's all love. It's all fine. That's right. Agree to disagree. All right, so here we go. I'm a Star Wars guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Star Wars guy. It took many years, you know for me to finally watch the good stuff and see what was special about Star Trek to finally appreciate and respect the good stuff of Star Trek the good of Star Trek so I'm you know it took me a while though it took me a very long time but I'm like I'm down with the force you know what I'm saying I'm down with Empire strikes back son I'm you know it, it, I, I I I grew up with the last starfighter that was one of my favorite childhood movies of all time right But the sci-fi flicks I grew up with that I really enjoyed, you know, usually there's a lot of action to it. There's a lot of boom, 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 bang, bang. And usually I'm like, if I'm going to a sci-fi movie, especially growing up, I'm like, where are the damn glowy sticks? Okay? (laughs) I came for the force and the glowy sticks, all right? I need explosions. I need some white knuckle X-wing fighting and all that stuff. Oh, hold on one second. Nate Dog, thanks again for the dono. The fucking ruckus has started. Oh, yeah. This is a great movie to do. Is it really that good? Yeah. So, uh, well, thank you, Nate. And for some reason, I just couldn't connect with Blade Runner. I watched, I, I tried you know, growing up, when you're when you're young, forget about it. It's just it's not gonna happen. I would just get bored instantly and click it. I would see scenes of Blade Runner. And then I was just like, "All right, I'm so tired. <laughs> Let me watch something else." When I got older, as a teenager, I think they—I think it was around the time where they—it was a big deal of them re-releasing it in theater. I'm sure you remember that, right? That was like oh, yeah. a big deal. And I remember I seeing—I
1: do have a story to tell. Okay, but okay, yeah, save ahead. that,
0: save that. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like,
1: oh,
0: it looks so cool, but i was so fucking bored." Every time I try to watch this movie, I don't know. And I was so close to going to see it in the big screen. For the re-release at the time and I just couldn't pull the trigger you know I would waste my other money teenage money and go see call the conqueror you know high quality movies. <laughs> you know yeah that's what I paid my money to see because I was an idiot and I just you know I just I just I just it just didn't work I just I, I would see it and I just like I don't have any interest and then you know DVD came out that was a big deal Still couldn't pull the trigger. My my couple of buddies of mine were were huge uh, Blade Runner fans, and they for years Blade Runner come on. I'm just like I, I just couldn't do it. And then finally, the final cut came out on Blu-ray, and I don't know what made me do it. <laughs> I don't know what made me do it. I think I got it. I think it was cheap. It was a really good price, and I was like, all right. All right, I'm going in. Am I going to regret this? Am I going to regret this? Oh, my God. But by the time I bought this, obviously, I'm a lot older, right? Maybe maybe a little bit wiser, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I have a lot more love for all kinds of different genres of cinema, not just the glowy sticks. If I, the glowy sticks are there and the movie's good, you know, Samurai will be there. But... You know i've come to love slow burn dramas and slow burn horror and slow burn sci-fi and i've changed as a man i've gotten older and i got more patient with cinema and i sat down and i knew because my friends told me it's not an action movie it's not it's not an action movie it's not about action and i popped it in and i started to watch it with lady fat blood and i was like yo Okay, I get it. This is some sleuth movie. We got gumshoeing going on here. Okay, (laughs) it's sleuth. It's a detective movie. All right. So I'm sitting there, you know, chilling, sipping on a little alky, getting a little warm and a little fuzzy wuzzy. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, so it's a detective story. And I see, I could see what Ridley Scott was trying to go for. It was like those old school 1940s film noir type of movies. Where it's detective, you know, sleuthing and gumshoeing, but in a futuristic sci-fi setting. I was like, that's what this movie is? Okay, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that now that I know what I'm getting into. And I sat down and I really enjoyed it, man. I really enjoyed the movie. And uh, I haven't watched it uh, since I bought the Blu-ray until recently to prepare for tonight's episode. And... I still really enjoyed a lot. And watching it again, it went by faster for me. Like I was like, oh shit, we're already at the finale at the at the end. Like, what happened to the time? You know what I mean? Like it actually went by quicker watching it again, you know. And it's just it's just a it's just a fantastic sci-fi flick. But now that I understand what really Scott was trying to do. Uh, I was actually kind of, I was very, I was pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. And it was probably a good thing. It was probably Fate and Destiny that I finally watched it for the first time, but I watched his version of way he wanted it to be seen in a beautiful Blu-ray picture, widescreen, not, you know, compressed bullshit full-screen TV version that my friends were trying to get me to watch growing up. So... You know, I I really enjoy this movie. So that's that's samurai's little backstory history with the movie. For years I just I couldn't do it. I was like, this is fucking boring. (laughs) I can't do it. You know, got older, got a little bit more mature, enjoyed it. All right, Frank. What is your it's your turn, my friend.
1: (laughs) My story goes a little bit more further than yours. I know. You were you were how exciting. You saw uh, this so you
0: saw this in theater when it came out.
1: I saw it in theaters twice, two different versions. But but you know, let's start okay, from the very beginning. Yeah, let's bring, let's go, from the let's very go back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> copyright, oh. copyright claim. Not kidding. No, <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I'm okay. kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, go uh, ahead. This was like late 1982, right? Late 1982, I was still in Hong Kong, and I at that time I was going to see a movie with my uh, classmate. One of my classmates who's like also love films. So we'll go see movies together. Yeah, you know all kinds of movies—Hong Kong movies or even Hollywood movies—and Hollywood movies. And so, for Chinese New Year 1983, I believe, or maybe Christmas—I, you know, it's around that time, right? Christmas, Chinese New Year, 1983. They have both ET and Blade Runner. And for some reason, I had I was not attracted to ET. You know, right? Like, they start showing the commercial on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment I saw the promo for Blade Runner, I was hooked. It, the images, it was just the images. Like, you know, they were showing the, all these nice images. And I was like, wow, you know, I, I should go see this movie. So I told my friend, hey, let's go see Blade Runner when it comes out. Then I guess he went home, <laughs> you know, we were talking in school, you know, we we'll yeah. Blade Runner. He went home, told his mom, mom, you know, oh, mom, I'm going to go see you know, Blade Runner with Frank. And then his mom told him, oh you shouldn't see you guys shouldn't go see blade runner one is uh not an action movie just like you thought you know like like, right right right, Right. right. she said it's not an action movie two is uh really like drama or dark or what have you you know it's gloomy and all that you know yeah uh you guys should go see (laughs) et and so um he he came back to me and said let's go see you know the day we met to go you know see the movie you know remember at that time you still have to go to the box office and buy a movie but I think tickets at that, you know, right away. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway,
1: so he said, "Let's go see ET," and I was like, "No, I want to go see Blair. run But he finally persuaded me to go see ET because he said, "Oh, my mom says not good. We're not going to enjoy. It. We're not going to love it." So we ended up going ET, e. which right. I which I liked. That I thought it was okay. Right. Yeah. But deep down in my heart, I still thought, you know, what damn, I missed out on the yeah. opportunity to see Blair. Runner. And right. then not long after that, I came to you know came to the US, so so I missed seeing that in the theaters. So and then fast forward uh, a few years later, uh, I, I believe it was ABC or CBS that showed Blade Runner on TV. Okay. Uh, full screen, pan and scan, <laughs> pan, pan and scan, of course, with all the violence cut out. And I remember watching it, and I, I liked it. I thought, "Oh, this is you know, this is nice, uh, beautiful, visually, very well done." Uh, you know, uh, I like the theme. I like I like the thing about the know, uh, Tracking down these replicans, and also I right, like a lot of right. the visual, the production design. How there's a lot of Asian elements in in that film at that time, yeah. which I, I really like. You know the 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 idea that the Japanese would be like the, the big ruler of worldwide commercial thing. Of course, you know now it should be should be should the Chinese, but that's a, right. that's a totally different story. So anyway, so I saw this on TV. I loved it. I thought it was great. I I, I liked it. Okay. And, and then uh, I guess uh, another year or two years down the road, Criterion released the Laserdisc. Okay. And, and at, by then I already had a laser display. Right. And I said, oh, this is great. You know, and it says widescreen, you know, oh, awesome. You know, I can finally see the you know, widescreen ratio. But I couldn't afford it. It was too expensive. Um, I well, think what, what, what
0: was it back then?
1: 99.95.
0: No, I mean the price. 99.95. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 okay, all right. Oh, yeah, that's about right.
1: That's about I right. Think there were two versions. I think there was a CL. You, you know, laser discs a the CLV and the CAV, right? You know, yeah. Like, maybe yeah. have a little bit more special feature or Right. I remember. I think the CLV was uh, at least sixty bucks or more. Okay, laser discs were expensive, bro. You know, at that yeah. time. Yeah. And and the CAV has to be at least ninety nine ninety five. I just couldn't afford it, so I rented the CLV version, the laser disc from. My local video store which amazingly is still around um, oh wow i know it's called video room in piedmont i think they moved but they're still around so anyway yeah. i rented the laser went home watch it finally saw it in the original ratio. love it great fantastic um and at only at that time that i realized that um whatever's on laser was actually not the theatrical cut uh the theatrical cut apparently removed some of the more violent shots you know the eyeball gouging scene right Chris getting shot multiple times. So, so at you know only when I've watched the Criterion Laser did I realize that oh, this is actually not the actual theatrical theatrical. Cut. They took that out of the theatrical. Yeah, I think I think had they we had they um, included it, I think it wouldn't even have gotten an R rating. It would have gotten an X rating for oh. the violence. Okay. So anyway, so long story short, I never really saw the theatrical cut in in theaters. You know. So. Right. Anyway, so I saw the Laser not love it. And then I think this was '92 uh, or '93. Um, they started advertising the theater started advertising uh, Blade Runner, the, the director's cut. And I said, "Holy shit, the director's cut!" You know, and and um, they were showing it at like San Francisco Castro or Coronet, and then Grand Lake Theater in Oakland. So I said, well, I got to go see this in theater, man." You know, especially if it says it's a director's cut. So I went to see a director's cut, and I was shocked because it was so different. It okay. was, you know, yeah but I mean, there were so many differences in in that in that print that um everybody in the theater was kind of shocked you know, for one thing oh. yeah for one thing the narration is gone there's no Harrison for voiceover the opening credit is different the moment when you see the word Blade Runner, yeah Blade Runner," and then this white streak whoosh, went across the screen the definition for replicant the, the, you know that you know they when they try to explain the word what yeah
0: replicant, yeah
1: different different wording huh. And then, um, but most of all, uh, and then, th- but the two main main differences were one, they had that unicorn scene, they have they have they added that scene of Ford dreaming about the unicorn, right. uh-huh. and the music at the latter like like the last one third of the film when he got to the yeah. you know, when he got to that uh, building, right, was completely different, completely. I mean, there's no Vangelist m- music in there at all. Just so you know, no Vangelist music. Uh, they were using music from other films, classical oh, music. Oh no! But the most, the main thing was for the last third of the film. Yeah. They were using music from the original Planet of the Apes, by Jerry Goldsmith, and and so the music was like bombastic, it was loud, blah blah blah. You know, and, and That's it was like so different, weird. I know it was so totally different from from you know what the late the Criterion version was. Yeah. And I remember everybody sitting in the theater and just kind of like, you know, dumbfounded at how different it was, but everybody right. was very excited this, right, this, this right, was very right. sad as well this is a totally different kind of film and and because they were advertised as the director Scott people were like is that really what really Scott wanted you know this uh, this, this, this version you know it's yeah kind of rough. because you know later I mean the print was kind of rough too the splices and marks and stuff only later after the screen after I saw the screening did we realize that was a work print it was a work print that really Scott was working on for the preview audiences in uh I think it was in two US cities. This was like way before the original theatrical release. Right. So this was a word print that he made using all these temp music. That's why did you have all oh, these music, okay. right? Okay. And also the different cuts and all that stuff to, to gauge audience reactions. And I think it was like for the Dallas screening and one other city. Huh and 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 after and, and then after the uh I saw that word print, Warner Brothers pulled it. Because really Scott didn't like the idea that Warner was advertising this as the director's cut. Gotcha. So okay. this print so I can really work on the actual director's cut. So in a way I was privileged to have seen this work print version in theaters. Alright, so so then cut later on, okay, so a few more years down the road, he made the final cut, right? He made, he did I mean sorry, he did the director's cut. He did the director's cut, uh came out on video and then right. Um, and then I was lucky enough to have seen it in New York's uh, Siegfeld Theater because to, to promote that video release, they actually have the print being shown at various theaters, like like in you know, a limited engagement in L.A., or New York, what have
0: you. Yeah,
1: And that was in New York at that time. And so it happened they were showing it at the you know famous Siegfeld Theater. So I said, oh, man, I got to go see this. And I went right. to see it. Beautiful print, beautiful sound. I mean, yeah. the scenes involving the rain, like when, he, when, when Deckard first went back to his home, that rain, I mean, it was so real, you know. I was like turning my head to think was it was really raining because, I mean, the sound is phenomenal, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, I had my wish of seeing this, you know, this "quote unquote" director's cut right. you know, version uh, in the theater, and then later on, of course, we had the final cut. The final right. cut is really more of a combination of the director's cut and seeing some of the work print that he okay. put it back in the, the in the final cut. But personally, I, I I think I like the, um, the director's cut a little oh, bit more. Than okay. The I think it mainly because of the unicorn sequence uh, in in the um, in the director's cut when when he came when that unicorn came up. Right. It, you know, it was a fade in. So as he was playing the piano, it right. fades in to the unicorn running in the woods. Of right, course, That was right. from Legend, right? I mean, that 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 unicorn <laughs> yeah, thing was it, yeah. took it from Legend when it, it. Right. Right. In. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then and then fades back out back to him you know uh, playing the piano and I, then I Tim Curry
0: then Tim Curry shows up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I know. Good.
1: So, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought that was a better transition than what he did in the final cut. Because oh, the final cut, if remember, interesting.
0: If you okay. remember, as it, was,
1: it, was, it was on the piano. It cut to him looking kind of like you know, right? Up. Then we saw the the unicorn sequence, and then when came back out to the piano. But I thought the the way it was done in that the director's cut was better. Than better
0: transition in the director's cut. Yeah. Interesting. But it was, it was,
1: yeah, but it was a conflict. Okay. You know, it was a conflict because uh, in the final cut you have additional shots that were in the work print. That's right. 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 Cut. So in a way, I mean, I guess you know it's it's good that we have both. both yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah, and eventually when when he released the um, the Blu-ray, he included. You know, all four versions on it. You know, he had the final cut, right? He had, yeah, this one right here. He had the final cut, he had the theatrical original theatrical cut, which I right. never saw in view, the international theatrical cut, and the director's cut, plus the work print. Oh my he god, he actually had the work print on, on the Blu ray. When, when so,
0: did so, it. so this yeah. one, this is the one right. you have.
1: I have two versions of this. This is one, okay? Uh, yeah, this is, this one, is a digi book here. This digi-book. is a digi book version, right? Okay, okay. Uh, and, and because of my, uh, um, Large or huge uh, Blu-ray collection. I can, yeah, I, I try to find that version. It's somewhere. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's in my home somewhere. <laughs> like, right. I couldn't find it. So, but you know, but I found this version. This was like the regular version of the same. You know, the same uh, the digital version with the same. Right, edition, right,
0: right, right. right. But this
1: is also kind of like a nice little um, collector's edition because this. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. This is the outer box of it. All right. So oh my! Hold on. Let me it. let's
0: blow that up and show everyone okay. there. There you go. No, wow, so, look at that. Anyway,
1: so what this has included, what this includes is, you know, the Blu ray itself. Okay. This 3D lenticular card. Ooh. 3, ooh, 3D card. Right. This is a booklet called The Art of Blade Runner.
0: Okay, nice.
1: Nice. And hey, and, 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 hold on. The actual, a, a little nice miniature model of the speeder.
0: Oh, nice! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah, and I still haven't opened it. I couldn't, I, you know, I couldn't bring to myself, bring myself to opening this. So yeah. I, you know, kept not, the packaging.
0: Not collectors' purposes. Leave it in there.
1: Oh yeah, of course. So yeah, nice. So, but yeah, but I became sort of like a fanatic for, and you know, all this different version of Play Runner on video. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So this, you know, this one was one of my cherished most cherished version because I think it now goes for like hundred forty something on eBay or Amazon.
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm but, not surprised.
1: But but if you think this was elaborate, wait, till I show you the other one. <laughs> okay, while well, you're getting that ready, I'm gonna play another
0: super chat here. Okay. Thanks again, Bo, for the uh, super chat. Uh, I caught this movie well after its prime. No one overhyped it. Big Harrison Ford fan. I really wanted to like it, but it just didn't do it for me. Ah, copy that.
1: All right, copy teach that. his own. I All mean right, I, think, I think I think it really has to do with one's expectation of the film. You know, like. Of course, when it initially <clears> came out, people were expecting like a gun ho heroic Harrison Ford shoot 'em up film because of right, right, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and you know, or, so, or really just, they're
0: yeah. just not yeah, or they're just not expecting a detective slow burn sci fi mm-hmm. flick.
1: Yeah, you know, it's and, not for everyone. It's not right, for right. And I think you know the expectation play a huge part on how some people would would have been disappointed yeah. about it. So anyway, going back to my collection of different video versions. Yeah, let's check it out. So this one is like really, really rare now. This one is the HD Oh DVD, my god! DVD, I know HD DVD version. Oh my god! In in this Voicam test, you know, briefcase. That so, is
0: insane! Look at I this, Chad.
1: Well, that.
0: No, I was just saying, chat. I was talking to Chad. I was like, look oh, at Chad. this. Oh, yeah. my goodness.
1: See? So, this is, um, you know, play around. Play around That's Harris. pretty dope. And nice. open this up. Let me see if I can open yeah. this up. Yeah, Hang open on. it up. It says press here, too.
0: <laughs> as soon as you open it, it's going to be a nice big white light's going to come out. Right? Ah. <laughs> okay, so oh. here we go. Oh, oh, oh. oh, hold on. Let me. Okay, so, now
1: this is great. So, okay, now I just open it. Okay. You can see inside, there's like, Exclusive chat,
0: we're getting exclusive.
1: Yeah. exclusive. Oh, nice. So, there's this little I think these are like collectible. I don't know what this is. It's is that like, lobby oh, it's cards? a little? It's like a frame, Um, you know, it's like a frame from the frame of the film.
0: Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. And then yeah. there's
1: a little like a dossier folder in here. Yeah. 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 I haven't, this is like the second time I've opened it. But, but the, the best thing about this is on the other side, you have this nice little transparent thing. Oh, it's look a at a letter that. from Rizley Scott.
0: Oh, and look at that! It's
1: signed by him, so of course. You know, not an actual signature, but it's signed on the thing. And then this unicorn. There's a unicorn. Yeah,
0: you I see, see that the
1: unicorn model right there.
0: Nice, nice. And then,
1: uh, uh, and then another speeder car. See, you see this? Yeah.
0: Here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Pretty dope. Speedy, yeah. Look at that. So this, yeah, this is a true. That's got to tr- be expensive.
0: But, yeah. That has. That has to be
1: expensive. Uh, when I bought it, it, was like. It wasn't that expensive, to be honest. I think it was like fifty nine ninety nine.
0: I mean, like now.
1: Now, oh yeah, <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have a new bottle to check. Like that video, is amazing. To see, to see how much this is, but yeah, this was wow. Great. Yeah. look at that. I know.
0: Man, people <laughs> say comes... I'm a collector. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wasn't there a DVD version of that case too?
1: There was, yes. Okay. There was a DVD version of it, yes. Uh, okay, I, that okay. There was never a Blu-ray version. But there was a DVD version. This, Man. Was the, this was during the height of the format war. Remember, yeah, yeah. And, HD yeah. and hey, it's be, still
0: awesome, though.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. I, I yeah. You know, and, and the funny thing was, at that time, I was actually uh, I was actually uh, wishing that HD DVD would win. And, and I actually bought quite a few HD DVDs, only <laughs> to see it got obliterated by Blu-ray. I
0: know. I know. That's another. That's another story. Another another day. We talk right. about Blu-ray versus HD DVD.
1: Yeah, but of course, if if you like the film, you have to get the 4K. I mean, no question about. it. I have it. to buy
0: the 4K yeah, now. You have to buy. I have the 4K. to. Now, the, is, Dolby, are the other versions on there, or is it just Final Cut?
1: No, this uh, for the Blu-ray. No, for the 4K is just the Final Cut. Just
0: okay. Final cut. Okay. Yeah. So that's fine.
1: So, right. If you want the other version, you still have to buy the regular Blu-ray. You have version. to get the regular. It's one. Still in all circulation. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're still available. And but yeah, I works, have. You know, I mean, there's five versions of it, right? Final cut, theatrical, <laughs> international.
0: Oh my stuff, god,
1: what's the work print? I mean, yeah, you get the money's worth. <laughs> but yeah, the 4K is amazing. The Dolby Atmos sound is just crazy, oh, crazy man. good. Yeah.
0: And that but was one of the dark. nice, nice, nice. That was yeah. I got to get it in 4K now. I don't think it's even that expensive in 4K. No, this uh, is like 14.99. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's almost. I have to upgrade because that was one of the main things that blew me away when I first saw this on Blu-ray was the visuals man i'm like dude are you are you are you fucking kidding me right now like this is like 1982 seriously
1: <laughs> yeah i mean the world building is just amazing you know?
0: like just visually like i'm like there's some cgi movies now that do not look this good like this is like insane mm-hmm. This is insane. 1982, and these pixelated gifs do not do the visuals any right. justice. Right. <laughs> but I have to, I have to show something. Oh, like yeah. it's, look at this. 1982. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's insane how good yeah. the visuals still look.
1: Right, because it's a combination of you know uh, 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 visual effects and also models. Yes, they build yes. all these miniature models of the city. So when combined. It really make
0: it really like real, you know. Yeah, and speaking of models, that's what I wanted to show you. So a while back, uh, a buddy of mine took me to Warner Brothers Studios, and they actually had the model, one of the models from the movie there. So I'm going to show you guys here. Check it out. Oh wow! Hey hey, look at that! Oh my gosh! One that's of the cool. it was an actual replica.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, I, no, that's it's not a replica. It's like one of the models they actually model. used. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Amazing. And like yeah. I said, you know, he had the foresight. To show how you know Japanese, look at that. yeah, I mean the Japanese influences and how. Yeah, and yeah. this thing
0: was big. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it justice. I'm not standing next to it, but it was a pretty large model. Right. And as you can see, I, I'm pretty sure I have a GIF somewhere here, of it in motion. Let's see if this is this the one here. No, that's another beautiful shot. But yeah, look at this. Look at this. 1982 yeah. guys. I know. 1982. Mm-hmm. This is insane. I don't even think Star Wars Episode 2, The Clone Wars, looks that good. <laughs> With their little flying car city sequence. Uh, but yeah, I, I got it underneath Star Wars. And
1: like how the real here location, you go. Definitely. yeah, this is it. Look at that. Yeah.
0: Look at that. It's beautiful. 1982. Here's a, here's a a. Be- I think I have a better shot here. Oh, but well
1: <laughs>
0: so the cop car is saying "peace out." We're gonna get some donuts. That
1: was the only shot in the film which you can actually see the wires uh, raise yeah. the speeder the car. That was yeah, the only, yeah, and of course he removed them digitally in the final. Right, season. right,
0: right, yeah. right. Let's try this one. Is this one? No, it's the one I did no. already. It's around here somewhere. I'm, i will find it. But yeah, keep talking.
1: Okay. So, but like, like I said, I mean, it's the combination of you know models and, and uh, special. There practice. it, is. Yeah, there Look it there there is. Look at that! Look at that! A real a model. model. Awaits you in
0: the off world, come. Yep, <laughs> that's beautiful, man. Yeah, it is
1: beautiful.
0: but I I had a uh, two thousand uh, space uh, two thousand one space Odyssey experience. I was actually late to the game watching that movie. I've never seen it, and uh, a buddy of mine got it for me on. No, no, actually, he he raved about it so much, I kind of gave in, and uh, I don't regret it. Uh, I bought it on four K, and I watched it on four K, and I I couldn't believe how amazing. The soundtrack and the you know the, the special the visual effects were for that time for the sixties, I couldn't believe it. And the same thing with Blade Runner. I had exact same experience when I watched Blade Runner on Blu-ray for the very first time. I was just like, Jesus, this is ridiculous! Like this is ridiculous mm-hmm. how good this looks, man. Yeah, you know, and it, you know that's what's awesome about the eighties, man. They had to be creative. <laughs> they
1: creative, yeah. You know they had to be I mean, creative. I mean, that- the British was like the best, you know, model designers and model workers. I mean, like most of this film was shot in England, of course, and so yeah. they were using a lot of the, you know, a lot of the crew from England, <clears throat> and they, they right. did a tremendous job. So,
0: so let's yeah. talk a little bit about the uh, the books, the novels. Do you have any history with those?
1: Uh, well, I think everyone who, anyone who's interested in this film, has to get this book. This is like the Bible. And I mean, of course, there are several Blade Runner books out there, mm-hmm. but this one still impresses me the most. And this is it, The Future Noir,
0: The oh, Making nice. of Blade
1: Runner by Paul Salmon. This is like, yeah, this is the updated version, which included a little bit a uh, discussion on the sequel, Blade Runner yeah. nice, I bought nice. both versions, of course, you know, the, the initial version when it came out, and then later on when there's this updated version. I bought right. This version. Nice. Wonderful book. It tells you everything you need to know about Blade Runner, you know. Yeah,
0: Future right. Noir. All Future right. Noir. Right. Perfect
1: title, too. But yeah, yeah Future yeah. Noir is what this film is about, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and created
0: a new genre all, all on its own. Tech mm-hmm. Noir. Right. Created Tech a whole noir. new genre. And,
1: think and we have this film.
0: book as well.
1: Yeah, this book, Ridley Scott, Retro... this just came out uh, a few months ago. and it Oh, okay. Yeah, this just came out. And even though this is a huge book, as you can see, as I whole. Oh a oh huge my goodness. It's not, it's not expensive. It's like when I bought it, it was like twenty seven dollars on it. Oh, that's not bad. So, but yeah. it, it covers all of his film up to um, up to shoot which one was the last one he did before um, the last duo. So but anyway, it, it went all it came it went all the way up to whatever that came before the last duel. Right, <laughs> right, right. And he right. actually had two films coming out this year, the last duo and the uh, the Gucci film.
0: Oh, I didn't know he had another film besides yeah, the last yeah, Doom yeah, coming yeah, out. Yeah, Interesting.
1: Yeah, film too, but this yeah. book has, has a nice section. I mean, you know, has all, all of the um you know covered cover all of his films, but nice. it has a very nice um uh section on um Blade Runner. Oh, so, okay, cool. Yeah, so definitely, uh definitely you should get that. Let's see. It nice. covered up to oh yeah, it covered up to all the money in the world, that's right. Okay. So it covered Prometheus and Avian Confident, which I both you know, both I love a lot. I mean, I'm a nice. big Ridley Scott fan, and this was the yeah. film that really lured me into Ridley Scott. And I know Rick Myers would hate me for saying that because Rick Myers, <laughs> you know, Rick felt that he's like a derivative filmmaker. I, you know, I mean, I mean, look, but look at the visuals. He said that about
0: art. Rick. I mean, he said that about Ridley Scott. Yeah, really. He,
1: he hated the, the two Prometheus films. You know, the Prometheus. I thought Ridley
0: he had Scott. issues with Tony Scott.
1: No, he he had issues. Okay. Issue with <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 But yeah, nice. I mean, this film, what can well, I, mean I have
0: my, I have, I, I, that could be a discussion for another day, but I, I liked Prometheus more than anything Covenant, but that's a discussion for another day. Oh yeah, I
1: love But Prometheus.
0: everyone has their favorites, right? You know, mm-hmm. some people love Alien and some people hate Blade Runner and some people mm-hmm. hate Gladiator and some people love Legend. So it's, it's to All each right. his own. It's fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, for those of you who have never seen Blade Runner, came out in 1982, as we mentioned earlier. And the plot synopsis, as Frank mentioned earlier, is the Blade Runner must pursue and terminate four replicants who stole a ship in space and have returned to Earth to find their creator, because even though their creator, you know, made them as perfect beings in a way, there's a there was a there's a failsafe. And that fail safe is they only have four years to you know, life expectancy. That's it. After that it, they they die, and they turn off. So they're like, "Fuck that!" (laughs) You know, I think I think it's I think it's not surprising that they have the technology to create these replicants and just this amazing technology, but they just use them as slaves. Fuck it! (laughs) It's like
1: it figures. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 that's an interesting. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that slave because you know the film eventually has this theme about either slavery or racism too. I mean, you know, they they. They have all these derogatory terms for the skin jobs. Uh, they, they, yeah. they they look yeah. down on them, you know. But if you think about it, it's kind of ironic because, you know, they created them. They're right. Not, they're not only the creator; they're also the designer. So, so it's already a little bit different from like your basic human reproduction, because in right. the case of replicants, not only do you have to create them, you have to design them first, right? So, right. So there's an additional layer. Yet they treat them like dirt, like you said. You know, like yeah, straight. yeah. Give them these term, you know, like skin jobs, and then you know they won't say, "Oh, we're gonna kill them. We're just gonna retire them." You know, as yeah. if to justify their right. action. And uh, you yeah. got
0: Kevin here saying amazing collectible oh, thank earlier. You. Thank you, Kai, and so. uh, he's gonna go out and buy a. <laughs> he's gonna be oh, yeah. like samurai. Oh yeah, you and and, and get it our. Yeah, get it on 4K. Iron Wolf says the visuals were insane for that oh, yeah. time. Still insane for now. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 great. It's yeah. great. It's the and of course, character. we're going to get to Rudger Hauer in, in, in a little okay. bit here. Uh, but yeah, everyone everyone did very well in terms of acting in this. Uh, uh, was, was this? I believe this was Sean Young's maybe her first role or major role. Maybe major I'm not sure role, about definitely. that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you got well, Rudger Hauer as Roy Batty. Edward mm-hmm. James almost as, uh, was that Gaff? Uh, Gaff, yeah. Yeah, Daryl Hannah as Pris. Yep. M. Emmett Walsh as Bryant. Yep. William Sanderson as J.F. Sebastian. Poor guy. I feel sorry for that yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for that guy. And the, the always amazing uh, Brian James uh, as Leon Kowalski. He's always fun. And he was great in his role. Mm-hmm. And, of course, y'all know we got to give some love to some low pan now. we got James Hong in here. Had a, yeah, yeah. He had a he had a he had a little tiny role yeah. there. But it was based off the Philip K. Dick novel, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Yeah. yeah. So that's where it all started. And I did not I mean, it's obvious now you could see the influence of this movie everywhere. But there's some movies I'll bring up towards the end of the stream where you're gonna be like, you know, in case chat wasn't aware, that Blade Runner in some form Did inspire these other movies, and you're gonna be like, What? (laughs) Yeah, so I'll show that a little bit later when we get towards the end of the stream here. But the soundtrack, man. Now, I just was desperate to go find the soundtrack, so I bought a you know, just whatever I could find, which is just this bootleg uh, single disc version. That was it, that was all that that I could get my hands on. And I, I believe you have something, right.
1: Yeah, so initially, you, you know, on a single disc, single CD. Yeah. Um, from the Racer Band, I think the the name, of the record company. But a few years back, they they released this, uh, the, was it the 25th anniversary or, or um, like a you know special edition CD,
0: which yeah.
1: is a three CD set. Man. Three CD set. And. Um, so I could
0: buy that now, or was that you limited? You can buy it now. It's easily okay. available on Amazon. So okay. I think
1: I sent you see the, C- <clears> the front and the back of the. Yeah, CD.
0: I got them right here. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, there you With go, chat. That's the,
1: that's, yeah, that's the twenty-fifth anniversary, right? So there you go, chat. Out. If
0: you're if you're interested, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Frank.
1: Okay, so so this is the cover, and it's a three CD set. Uh, in the back, you, 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 I don't know what. It, yeah, there you go. So in the back, the first CD is the same as the regular soundtrack CD that came out before, right? But what you have, look, to me, that the special part was CD two and CD three. CD two have not only additional music. And also dialogue from the film. In, you know, uh, and also for the CD1, the, the, also, they also added some additional dialogue in between those tracks. So when right. you bought the initial CD, that's only the music. Now you have these the same music plus some of the dialogue in between the, the tracks. Right. So those are great. So CD2, additional music, also with some additional dialogue. But CD3 is almost like music that would never meant to be... I mean, so those are extra music that were not used. in the So,
0: film. like, unreleased tracks.
1: Exactly. Unreleased oh, all tracks. Right. Also, if you look That's at cool. the, If you look at the track name, you can tell. It's almost like you have a whole bunch of deleted scenes. You see, you said, like, track three, Mail yeah. in from India. Track five, Dimitri's Bar, you know, that sort of thing. So, you you obviously have some additional scenes. Right. That either were not shot or they shot it and they didn't include it in any version. But then huh. they have music for it.
0: But still, yeah. that's awesome. That I'm awesome. sure those tracks sound really good, too. I'm going to have to get mm-hmm. that as well.
1: Yeah, I get that. It's not not expensive. It's still in print. and Nice. You know, I'm a big fan of soundtrack that include dialogue from the film. You know, so yeah, it's fun.
0: Too. I mean, they had a little bit of that in the first CD. Like, a little bit right, of that, which was kind right, of fun. Right, right, so uh, Kevin weird. says, uh, awesome sound. Oh, hold on. Awesome soundtrack. Yep. There you go.
1: Awesome soundtrack.
0: Uh, let's see here. Oh, hold on. Uh, kid here says, sweet. Got that, too. All right. Oh, and they signed his. How cool is that? You got a signature. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. But, uh, you know, just talk about the movie a little bit more here.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Amazing visuals, amazing soundtrack, pretty great performances overall. And, you know, it was just, I don't know, it was almost like destiny. Like it was almost like perfect timing that I saw it (laughs) the way I was supposed to see it. You know what I mean? Cuz uh, to be honest, if I did give in when I was a teenager samurai, I would have been like, "Where are the lightsabers at? am is, is it I for Jesus Christ, are we going to get some action? You get you, y'all just y'all wake me up when it's over, okay? Wait, wait boobs, there's boobies? You got bloops? Why would you wake me up when the bloops was on screen, man? <laughs> that would have been teenager samurai, right? Uh, but yeah, you know, it's just I here's here's a deleted scene or something I wish existed. But I have to ask you, would it have worked in the movie? I think it wouldn't have. But I would have loved to have seen the rebellion. I would have loved to have seen Roy Batty get the team together. Yo, we're done being. You know, we're hey, we're smarter than all these idiots. We're tired of being slaves. We're getting the fuck out of here. And then they killed everyone (laughs) and grabbed a spaceship and left. I think that would have been awesome to see. But do you think that would have worked in the movie? I don't think it would have. I don't think so.
1: I think it would have uh, disrupted the tone of the film. I yeah, I think there's this gloom, this whole gloom and doom to- yeah. tone about this film that, that really kind of fits, you know. And and having something like that, like like a breakout or like a rebellion fight, it right. would be, it would, I think it would have been two Star Wars for for its probably time, but, yeah.
0: Especially everybody getting murdered, you know. Right, right. Maybe as a deleted scene, it would have been fun, but. Uh, right. But yeah, it was. It wouldn't have worked, though. You're right. Because it, it kind of would have taken away the 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 mystery, the mysteriousness mm-hmm. of each replicant. Right. You know what right. I mean? Because when Roy Batty first shows up, it's just like, oh, who is this dude? And I mean, Roger Hauer, man, rest in peace. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. I love him in The Hitcher. Uh, that might be my favorite Roger Hauer movie, but he's so good. And uh, he's just, <laughs> it's, it's just, his performance is like, it's interesting because... He's sometimes very playful, mm-hmm. right? Oh, he yep. steals all the scenes he's in. By the way, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you just you just you just, just you know drawn to him. You can't take your eyes off of his performance in this movie. But sometimes in the movie, he's very playful, right? And then right. the very next second, he's about to kill yeah. a motherfucker.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. you're dead now. I'm going to squeeze your 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 head, uh, you know, this way and uh, put my thumbs in your face. In the your eyes, for fun.
1: One interesting aspect, but first, I have, I have to mention the one thing that struck me the most, even though back when I first saw this movie, mm-hmm. I felt that the replicants were more human than the human characters in the film. Mm. Right off the bat, I felt that they were more lifelike. They're more, you know, I, it just felt like, that. you know, they're they're more, I mean, look at Harrison Ford's character. He's like, you know, his deadpan, you know, kind of yeah. acting out weirdly. I mean, of course, later on, we, we kind of knew why, but yeah. Um, yeah, to me, I always felt that it was a deliberate way for Ridley really Scott to show, you know, even though these replicants are not human, they're more human. Like, remember Tyrell's philosophy, uh, the the the, the uh, motto was more human than human. That was right. So, right. so and, and Scott showed that in the replicant. Yeah, in the full replicant.
0: and it made a great Rob Zombie song. No, I'm But no, that's a good point, because it's especially at first. Yeah. It seemed like Harrison Ford's character was checked out, mm-hmm. like really yeah, stone didn't out. care. Like
1: stone out, you know. Yeah, yeah like because, he really uh, didn't care about anything. But the Sam Spade like narration, of course, later on we knew why it was deliberate, you know. But, yeah. Right,
0: right, right, uh, right. He's just thrown
1: out, and like, yeah, he he doesn't act like a normal guy. And right. You, you met Boy Batty. He's like, wow, this guy is shot like, cool. Right. Did you get your precious photos? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's great, great stuff. You know, and, and then you it's iconic. Food. Yeah, it's iconic, 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 man. Iconic, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, word yeah. Of, word of advice: never question a replicant. Just, mm-hmm. just don't do it. It's probably going to go wrong. It's not going to go good for you. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Oh. I mean, also, the Voight-Camp test, you know, is a test for empathy. Yeah. 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 That's another. You know, there's all these. I mean, <clears throat> I like how <clears throat> they bring up this concept, the Voight-Camp test, uh, the replicant, yeah. and then within the film, they question it. You know. <clears throat> like like when uh, Sean Young asked, you know, as uh, Harrison Ford, have you ever yeah. taken a test yourself? Right. You know? And then <clears throat> you have uh again the memory. Uh Tyrell mentioned, oh, you know, uh, memories and we implant these memories into yeah. racial. But then remember replicants only have four year lifespan. But then he implanted his knees memory, which goes all the way back to childhood. And of course that somehow created this this illusion in Rachel's mind that oh I am gonna live longer than four years, yeah. I mean I already live longer than four years because I have right. many memories. I yeah, she care.
0: yeah, and Ford Ford. I mean, you know, Decker he pointed out that she doesn't know she's a replicant, does she? Right. Yeah, you no, know, right. it was very interesting.
1: And then also in, in the end, and in, in the original version, you know, we heard Decker say, "Oh, she turns out she's a Special case, no four year lifespan." But of course, in the final cut, in the director said we never found out about that. We just knew that. If they're gonna to be together, but how long are they gonna to be together? Right. We, well, we will eventually find out in the sequel, right? Eventually in the sequel, she died. Don't run it. Ah, don't run it for me. It's <laughs>
0: uh, well, we okay. It's okay. It's fine. Sorry. It's fine. Sorry. It's fine. Sorry. But we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna announce something at the end of the stream, guys. So stay tuned. Okay. Uh, okay. But segue early segue. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, it, it, you kind of even though they're kind of out there you kind of feel for the replicants a little bit, especially when they come back and, you know, their master's like, hey, there's nothing we can do for you, man. Sorry, peace out. And you want to play some chess? You know, and then, you know, that response did not go well. Yeah. And
1: uh... another <laughs> interesting scene, interesting about this scene, in uh, initially when, um, in the early version, I think, remember when he went into, the, you know, when he got into the room and Tyrone asked him, you know, what you doing here? What do you want to know, right? Yeah. He said, "Yeah, I want to know about the meaning of life," and then he said the word "fucker." That—that's in the early version, so right? Meaning of life, fucker. But yeah. then, later on, in the final cut, the righteous cut, he says "father," because well, which is true because Tyrell created him. Yeah. So that took on this whole new religious. Oh theme. wow! Yeah, this I think whole, I know, think he still
0: said people. "father" in the final cut. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: he said, yeah, so in, the, yeah. in the later version, it was you know the, the meaning of life, father. You know, but right. but earlier, I think in the earlier, like the very early uh, versions, I think he said fucker.
0: He said fucker? Yeah. <laughs> okay, because when I was yeah. searching for, I think you're right. No, because th- when I was searching for GIFs, I remember coming across that and I was like, fucker? <laughs> I thought that was like yeah. a man-made, somebody was just goofing around right. making but, a funny GIF. Wow.
1: I it, it to a whole new level.
0: Oh, know? wow. Right? It makes sense, though. He made them. <laughs> You yep. know, he made him. Mm-hmm. And also, you know.
1: I, I love this, this other theme about the relationship between Deccan and Rachel. You know, Deckard obviously falls in love with her, but then that, right. that complicates things because he's supposed to kill her. Because she's electric. he's
0: supposed to, yeah, because right? she to. she right. de- defects basically once mm-hmm. he implants in her head that look your memories are were implanted, right. they're not real. She was like, "What right. are you talking about? I'm real," and she, she right. left. Uh, yeah. what, what was it? Tyrell. What was
1: the name of the company again? Tyrell Corporation.
0: Yeah, she left. them. they're like, "Well, she's on the hit list now."
1: Right. And this raises this question about love in general. So, if he can fall in love with a replicant, right? Is she a human now? I mean, and also if she loves him back, if, I mean, in the film, eventually he's kind of like right. She loves him back, right? Right. So is she human? Why would she love him back if she's a replicant? Is it right. because of her Memory is. I mean so i mean again yeah. all these questions about i mean i think the film main theme obviously is what is what is human what does it mean to be right. human? but right. there's all these other side little thing that kind of takes takes the theme to <clears throat> different different variation different ways you know
0: right so again i already said that you know i really like the movie the visuals are insane the music's amazing the performances are fun yeah, uh you know it's just slow burn detective stories not for everybody i totally get it but if i have to nitpick I'm going to have to say that this sequence was odd. <laughs> <laughs> something Sorry. about this whole, like leading up to the kiss, the leading up right. to her, put your hands on me. It something felt off. I don't know what it is. Well, Some... I
1: think there were several reasons for it. One, they hated each other on the set. Oh. I think, I mean, Harrison Ford and Sean Young did not get along, I heard.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Not... Well, Harrison, Harrison Ford had, hard, had a tough time making this film. He hated it while he was making this film. Oh really? He, really didn't, he didn't really didn't like. I mean, the book future noir talks about it, but oh. he hated he hated doing this film. He really didn't like the character. I think I think Harrison Ford
0: hates sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, but yeah, but, well, because by then he was already uh, Han Solo. Yeah, on but he wasn't
0: He's a fan not, of Star Wars either. But right, that's right. another. Yeah, but yeah. then he
1: you know he felt that this film um, kind of deflated that image of him as a hero. And oh, so, yeah, hmm. he really didn't, you know, as the film progresses, he really didn't like, like yeah, really but hard.
0: did he not read the script? Because Decker's not a hero, Decker's right, an anti hero. Right.
1: He did, he did, yeah, yeah. But, mm, but oh, well. for reason, yeah, as, as the production went on, he he became more and more like, uh, I mean, maybe there was stress, it was delayed, what have you, maybe, but he and Sean Young did not get along. Oh, wow, yeah, because
0: after I watched it again today to prepare to mm-hmm. talk about it tonight, I had the audio, I put it on again. While I was editing, and I had the audio commentary on with Ridley Scott, and I turned because I wanted him to, to see what he said about this the scene with them too. and uh, he said that it didn't work for him either. Like it didn't. He said nobody liked it. He didn't like how it came out. They didn't like how it came out. <laughs> so if I have to nitpick, something just yeah. felt really off on that yeah, scene. I, I, yeah, but luckily it's short, right. you know. So.
1: I mean, he's trying to teach him, teach her to to love or show emotion. No, I mean, or for, force it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it You're pushing her against uh, the
0: Yeah, sword. yeah. We went, yeah. we we took it back to John Wayne era, man. Just and slapping. No, I'm just I'm though. just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I know.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kidding. No, I agree. The execution. Yeah. I mean, the, the. I know what he's trying to say, but the way he did it wasn't perfect. Yeah.
0: Right, right. But no, I did not know behind the scenes that they they, they did not like each other at all. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, you but know, yeah, Ford
1: had to go, like many years later, Ford would finally admit uh, on the David Letterman show that, you know, at that time he underestimated how how you know how much his film was gonna I mean the kind of status this film was gonna gain. Right. And even after he made the film, he still hated the film. He didn't he would he would not talk about the film for years until finally the film started gaining all these cult status in the 90s and late 90s you know, early mid late 90s right. and finally uh one, on, one time on the David Letterman show Letterman finally asked him about Blade Runner and he admitted it. and you know what I I, I underestimated the the appeal of this film and now I I've come to accept this accept the fact that this film is a masterpiece and this film is, I, yeah. in other words he's now glad that he did the film he's yeah. satisfied with his performance in the film even though he wasn't before and
0: the fact right. that he yeah. realized this film was actually pretty good. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Some actors take it to the grave, though. Oh, yeah. I hate Dead movie forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, though. That's pretty yeah. awesome. But, you know, we, we did get a little bit of action here when he finally comes across uh, uh, the one replicant. He takes her out. Right, Zola. Um, right. Oops, sorry. Skipped around with that yeah. one. again. Right, man. The stunt, the stunt woman went through that glass. Or Was that the, mm-hmm. I don't, that wasn't the real actress going right? Through the right. Glass.
1: No. Again, in the earlier version, you saw the he actually saw the stunt woman's face.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: then in the final cut, in the director's the director's kind the final cut, they had to digitally in, uh, insert the real at the actress' face to the stunt woman's face.
0: Oh, because, wow!
1: Yeah, if you go back and watch it, watch the earlier versions, the work print, the, the uh, theatrical cut, international. Cut, yeah. Interesting. That was a stunt woman wearing a wig as she was running away, from- crashing
0: through, being a badass, <laughs> going through the glass. All
1: right. In the director's cut and the final cut, they digitally put back. I think. Yeah. I think could have been only in the final cut. I have to watch it again, but I think it was only in the final cut that they inserted the actress' face onto the stunt woman's face. Oh. Yeah.
0: So see, okay. To me, that interesting.
1: Scene, that scene raised another prospect. Remember, after he shot Zola, and the cops came, and then looking at the corpse. You know, Decker showed this kind of like, ugh, you know, this disgust, this, this, yeah. this guilt. Again, if he's supposed to be a replicant, why is he I mean, why is there a feeling of guilt and disgust?
0: Right. right? That, that was another theory that we can we can get into now. Mm-hmm. I was gonna save it towards the end there. Okay. Is Decker a replicant?
1: Hell yes. <laughs> oh shit. That shot alone. That shot alone, right there. The eyes. Oh shit.
0: Frank, you heard it here. You heard it here tonight, chat. Frank says yes. Decker is a replicant. All right.
1: All right, interesting. Because on that shot, because if you go back and watch that shot, you saw her eyes, right? That's obviously a replica's eye. But then look at his eyes. If you go back and see it actually in motion when he said, you know, uh some you know, somebody has to like like she's asking, Are you gonna come and kill me? He said, No, you know, I say you saved my life, but somebody will. Yeah, he said, but somebody will. Go back and watch that clip. You see his eye has the same glow.
0: Ah, That's interesting. Okay, Frank crazy. says it. Frank says he is.
1: <laughs> the debate will go on. I know him. the debate will go on. Yeah, but, <laughs> will go on. but I think that shot is kind of like a giveaway. And also the fact that um, the dream of the unicorn, because yeah. uh, supposedly that dream of the unicorn was implanted in his in his mind. Why would he dream of unicorns? Right. It has to be right. You know, somehow artificially inserting his mind. And,
0: and why then, and then, uh you know like we get after, to the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why, did, end, why exactly. did he find this here that's right, you know exactly. a paper you know paper unicorn exactly. created by you know our boy here mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And that's another fact, that's another, yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, you know, we you know, he goes after all the replicants and we get straight to the end like I said mm-hmm. when I watched it again today it was it was like oh we're already here already right at the finale, like it went by fast, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, he comes across the hideout here, Sebastian, and yeah, of course, look at the, you know, I mean, you're gonna have the, the
1: production design right there. It's I mean, insane, the art deco style. I mean, just great,
0: yeah, yeah, it's nuts. And, and they're like all, hand- yeah, no, sorry,
1: I, yeah, one thing I want to mention before I was how seamless Ridley Scott was able to use real location with all those, um, uh, world building environment. Like before, we saw the. You know, all those tall buildings and you know, all stuff. And then cut yeah. to him uh, at the that you know it kept to him going to see the, the, the commander, the the uh, the inspector guy. Right. And that was the LA train station. Oh you really? Know, yeah that that's you remember he walked in and then closed it you know and then say, you know, don't be an asshole decker, you know I got full skin job, You know, that's thing like that. Yeah. Right there. That was the yeah. LA train station. They actually built that room within the the the, the, the lobby of the train station.
0: Oh no way. Mm-hmm wow hey you yeah. say hey, if you can use it let's use it right
1: yeah right and then again like that scene earlier the show with all the toys and stuff that's the yeah. actual you know that's another real life i mean yeah that's a real location somewhere yeah um, either that or in the studio but again it's seamless you know, compared with you know the the bradbury theater exterior what's that right
0: know. what's interesting about this movie and, and what a lot of people say is sometimes movies that are you know today Sometimes the ones that are influenced by Blade Runner, obviously they help create Cyberpunk. Um, sometimes they get it right. But a lot of times more more recent sci fi movies that are influenced by Blade Runner, they feel very fake. Even though the budget is like ridiculously bigger than the nineteen eighty two Blade Runner's budget. I think it was what twenty million, which was expensive for back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for today, twenty million is nothing. And you know, it just looks like... here. Here's a good example. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, the most recent one. Oh, the fe- the live-action one. It didn't feel real. It didn't feel like a real lived-in world where it was dirty and grimy hmm. and mm-hmm. filthy, but yet you still had flying cars flying around and all this futuristic tech. It felt too pretty, you know what I mean? And sometimes the you- things... Yeah, sometimes when things are, look too pretty and too clean, it feels fake. You know, and that's one of the positives with this movie is that it feels very lived in. <laughs> you know, because a lot of, like you said, real locations mixed with the with the great visuals. You know, that's how you're supposed to do it.
1: Right, the gritty, the, the grittiness of it, the the, the the dirtiness of it, especially the scene where he was chasing Sola. You know. With all the yeah. crowd in the street, the bus, yeah, you know, the yeah. chanting monks and all that. And even yeah. like the market where he went and, and, and looked for the snake guy, you know, with the llamas walking by, all those Buddhist monks. Sitting down days. eating
0: some some noodles. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this is world yeah. building as its best. And, and of course, yeah. like I said, it kind of he kind of foreshadowed this diverse neighborhood, that how, how diverse the population is going to be yeah you know of course he carried it to his extreme with this weird language where right you know the the the, the language combination of japanese and german all that stuff but of course we haven't had that yet but just right. the idea that you know that the world's gonna be so diverse yeah. with all these technology coming from different countries you know, right yeah
0: yeah and we have our you know our finale here with daryl hannah <laughs> the pleasure bot <laughs> <laughs> you know, doing some action before before Kill Bill era, Daryl <laughs> Hanna. She did some action starting here, and that was a nice little fun fight. But um, for me, the the highlight is just the the cat and mouse chase between Roy Batty and uh, Ford. Man, it's mm-hmm. just great. You know, Rudgers hamming it up, but having such a great time. And it's kind of scary a little bit if you think about it. Just imagine yourself in Decker's, you know, shoes. You're in mm-hmm. this, you know. Old, decrepit, fucked up building at night when it's raining. Mm -hmm. And this killer robot (laughs) is after (laughs) you. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can try to shoot at it, but it's not working out. Mm -hmm. And I just love how he just, I love how he has nothing left to live for. He's just having, he's just playing a game now at this point. He's dying already. Yeah, he's
1: dying, of course, yes.
0: He's already dying. And he's just like having fun with Ford and just fucking him up. Like he, you know, punches through this wall here. (laughs) <laughs> grabs his hand and then right. starts breaking his fingers. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah, breaks his fingers. It's yeah. Just a yeah. yeah, and then gives his pistol yeah. back. He goes, Here, yeah. now try. Yeah. <laughs> he's just busting his head through the wall, mm-hmm. totally fucking with him, you know, yeah. which was kind <laughs> of entertaining. Right. And, and again, uh, I like, well, I love this shot here. Like, yeah. like whoop, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I think it's also, and, and uh, the beauty about that shot is he's also experiencing. You know, he like he said, he knew his life is about to end. Yeah. Well, so he's cherishing these, the sensation,
0: the yeah. feeling,
1: of yeah. the rain hitting on his head. You know, he's another just thing that I, yeah, you know, he's just cherishing that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, this feeling of a rain, you know, a shower feeling. You know. Yeah. So, but the, another, uh,
0: another thing I liked about the finale uh, chase was um, the contrast of you have on at the same time you have Ford re- trying to re- he's repairing his hand. Yes. Then you cut to Roy Batty's hand, and his hand is literally dying. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I mean, he had right. to try to wake it up, put, right. put a nail right. through it.
1: Yeah, and again, little very interesting. interesting. Yeah, a religious theme here, because you know, of course, if you if you're a Christian, you're, if you're, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah, you you recognize that's like Jesus Christ. You know, the the, the you know the nails on yeah. So here he's trying, like you say, he's trying to. Pump up his life again. He said, "Not yet, you know, not yet." So, yeah. <laughs> so this is his way of extending his life a little bit. Again, again, that's a religious image, you know. If you if you're familiar with Christianity, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's almost like resurrection. It's like a temporary resurrection. So temporary, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And Rugger really did this jump here. Yep, he really he jumped over yep. that. <laughs> I was like, uh- <laughs> I I'm sure it. for the wide shot, maybe it was something else, but right. he did do that jump. Yeah, and uh, just that's, great course, stuff.
1: This a set, you uh, know. I would, I yeah.
0: Yeah. And I just love how, you know, he's already dying. He he knows the clock's ticking. It's over. It's, re- it's, it's almost like he's just having fun with Harrison Ford. It was just kind of like, there's really no reason to kill him now. You know, let me help him out. Picks him up there. And I love that scene where he's just sitting there just chilling, mm-hmm. you know, because he's, de- he's almost dead at that mm-hmm. point. And he's just like, you know, what did he say? I've seen things. I'll have you do I've the line.
1: I've seen things. You people believe. Yeah. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. Our sea beams glittering in the dark near the Tannhäuser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain. Look at I that. Mean, what, yeah. What, what makes this moment so powerful mm-hmm. is because if you think about it, the fi- this film, with all the production design, all those themes, the score, and you know, the Vangel score the wounded character, you know, all this dystopian atmosphere, you know, yeah. all this thing, it's all building to this moment where you have this machine. The replicants read machines, right? So you have a machine becoming a man by quoting poetry as he dies. Mm-hmm. So that's, I, to me, that's the ultimate, you know, that's the ultimate theme. The, the film's building up to that moment to yeah. have to have this, this machine more human than human. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or becoming, but in the end, becoming a human. Really becoming a man.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if Rudger came in and just read that line. And then they're like, oh, you got the job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> read this. Yeah. All right. You're good. You're, you're good. You good. Yeah. You got it. You don't have to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he was great, man. He was great. And of course, at the end, you know, you got your boy here.
1: Mm-hmm. Look at that shot. Yeah. Look at that, man. Yeah. And I love the fact that he said, you've done a man's job. Yeah. Again, to me, that's another hint.
0: Interesting. Me, why that's... did he say that? I'm just now yeah, thinking about that now.
1: Say, you've done a man's job, sir. So that yeah. Out, oh, yeah. Well, you're a replicant, but you've done a man's job.
0: Interesting. I didn't. I just now thought about it since you brought it up.
1: Yeah. That tells you how many times this film. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's man. definitely one of those. You will probably pick up some more stuff to to mm-hmm. rewatch it here. Like so 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 right what do you think? Do you think he was in? the apartment so the question that a lot of people say is why didn't he kill sean young's character if he was there already is he giving them a head start is this out of respect before he before the chase happens
1: i agree agree. um um either a head start i think that uh yeah because remember you know the previous scene you know um you know he said finish you know like like, like the gaff said, I think you, you, you think you're through, huh? And then you know, Decker says, Finish, and he threw him the gun, implying that well, you said one more to kill. That's Rachel,
0: right? right? Yeah,
1: because I think, and then when he got to the apartment, he saw the unicorn, of course, that implied that Gaff was there, right? Okay, and, but right. for whatever reason, Gaff decided not to kill Rachel. And like you said, I think there was two reasons one is give you guys a head start, you can go, you know. I'll come after you later. I'll give you like say I don't know forty eight hours, whatever. Yeah,
0: that's what I, I always you. thought. Right. Yeah. I'll come
1: after you later. Um the second thing was I'll let you guys go because you know, you you um you suffer enough. Could <laughs> as, be. As a, right? Yes, you suffer yes. enough as a replicant doing a man's job. Let's put it this way. Because like 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 again, this goes into the 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 fact that if he's a replicant, you right. you are basically having a replicant killing replicant. So that's that's right. really torture. That's I mean, right, right, right. It's right. like you're killing your own kind. So you Kav was saying, you know what? I'm going to let you off this one because you've done so. You already killed the rest. Right. You suffer enough. You torture enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just got in. We want to read what Kaiju Ninja. Yeah, said. Kaiju Ninja
0: 1985. Love the name. I love the name. Yeah. did you? He, he, he's asking. Did you like the narration?
1: Uh, or was it better I, I'm fine it? with it. I'm I'm fine with it. I think once I find out that it was deliberately done in that deadpan way because Ford hated it. <laughs> okay. Again, that uh, uh, Future Noir, the book talks about this. The reason okay. why he did a, it, did a, like like this, you know, dead deadpan, lifeless way. Then this happened, and then we drove here. Yeah. and, uh, mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, I wasn't so, in uh, Star Wars holiday special. That was somebody
0: else. <laughs> yeah. So um
1: you know he did deliberately because he hated the film. He didn't okay. like the fact that they want. he did he hated the idea of doing the voiceover. Okay. He didn't want to do it. Okay. He didn't want to do it. But Scott said, you know what? Warner Brothers thought that the, the film was too deep. That people might not understand it. So, right. we need your voiceover to kind of clear things out a little bit. Dumb down, basically, dumbing down the film, right? Right, so, right. But right, he did it that way. But I, I am fine with it again, because like you said, this is a noir. This is a neo noir, a sci fi noir. Yeah. And having yeah. this voiceover, this Sam State, like, you know, voiceover kind of fits the theme of the film. So, I'm fine with either way. I yeah. like the voiceover. I'm f- yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with it. And also, remember, the voiceover kind of just fade away by the middle of the film anyway, you know. Most of the voices were just in the first first one third. You know, right. of course in the end, you know, in, in the end, when very end, the ha- so called happy ending, right? You know, right, said, right. Oh yeah, uh, was, she was a special case, you know, no four year lifespan, blah blah blah. So, I like the
0: ambiguous ending. But... I love that ending when they just yeah. go to
1: the elevator, boom, the end.
0: Yeah, I like that. When we cause...
1: when we when we saw that at the the work print because that's already how it ended in the work print. In the work
0: print, yeah.
1: When they went into the elevator, the elevator door closes, boom, the end. Yeah, whole audience clap. Everybody oh, nice! Clap. They nice. love it because they think. I, I think there's this certain camp of people who really hated the uh, happy ending. It's
0: too sweet. It's too yeah. sweet,
1: and also if you think about it, <laughs> I loved it. If you think about it, the scene you know that 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 nice all these scenic scenes in the happy ending were taken from outtakes from Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Right. So are you telling me that so oh. now that they escape from Gaff, are they running? Are they driving towards the Overlook Hotel?
0: <laughs> That's a whole other movie now. Right, That's funny. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Oh, speaking of a whole other movie, what do you think of the theories out there that Alien and this movie shares the same universe? What do you think of that?
1: I I I don't think so. I think Alien is... Well, for one thing, Alien is uh, like 100 years in the future, right? Because this is 2020. Right. Alien is almost like a 23rd century or something. But there were elements in the film that that you saw from Alien, like the screens. Uh, remember when they when he first got into the speeder and as the speeder was uh, rate rising. Right. You know, in the interior, you saw that monitor saying purge. That was the same graphic using Alien, the purge.
0: Oh, and maybe also, that's why the... Fan theory right. came up, and also okay. later
1: on when they went towards Tyro, when they went to Tyro Corporation to do the test on ratio, yeah, again on the on the monitor mm. in the speeder, you saw right. some graphic that were using aliens. So that, I think that's the connection right there. You know, oh. People kind of think of it that way, and so maybe okay. they connect because they use in a way the same technology. And I don't blame them, right? Right. Like, to me, yeah. it's more like just a recycle thing. You know, right. Right. make money on the on the production.
0: All right. So just for fun, here's some influences here. Now, we know, I mean, we already know, this movie's. and you don't have to like it. (laughs) Just because it influenced everything doesn't mean you have to like the movie. But I wanted to share this because it's just fun facts here. So, really, bootleg fun facts here. Have you seen the uh, Carl Urban TV series, Almost Human?
1: No, I have not.
0: Well, they asked him, hey, how do you want your pistol to look? Oh. And he said, I love Blade Runner. Make it as close to Decker's pistol without copying completely. What oh <laughs> Decker's pistol looks like.
1: That's funny.
0: He's like, I don't want us to rip it off because it's Decker, but uh, right. you know, I want a Decker-like uh, pistol. But here's some movies. I mean, there's there's it's. I mean, there's a lot of anime influenced. I mean, you can even go back farther to Metropolis. I mean, oh, yeah. that, that was like the first. Right. You could say sure it started there a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I mean the, but, uh, the, the animation. Yeah, but Blade Runner definitely uh, created a whole new genre right. of uh, movies. And here's some of the movies. There's there's thousands. There's literally thousands of movies and TV shows that this movie has influenced. Doesn't mean you have to like the movie. But I wanted to point this out. So here's this is proven. The filmmakers have said in some way, some form, <laughs> Blade Runner has influenced us. All right? Here we go. You ready? Here we go, guys. Oh. Terminator, wow. Gattaca, wow. Fifth Element, The I'm Matrix, the mm-hmm. Dark City, Yeah, my favorite, S- Strange Days, Definitely. Total Recall, yeah. Yeah. and of course the the original and still the best, the anime of Ghost in the Shell, not the live action. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there yeah. you go, and yeah, that's yeah. just a few movies. There's <laughs> Hundreds and thousands that right. this movie has influenced doesn't mean you have to like the movie, right. but right. I wanted to point that out for fun.
1: If you ask me, i would add definitely add AI the
0: Oh paper. yeah, oh, there's there's so there's so many more, but that's all I could grab no, for, <laughs> for today. We, to,
1: <clears throat> we have to include Minority Report because it's mm-hmm. also based on this you know also based on the Philippic story you know also, oh, also yeah. on memories and you know what it means to be human and all that. Type. Yeah, yeah, definitely Minority Report. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I thought I'd share that with everybody for yeah. fans of the movie. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, it's about that time. I think we, we, we can go ahead and get close to wrapping it up here. So, Frank,
1: <laughs> is it really is it really as good? Is it really that good? It's not really that good. It's hella good.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> there ours. you go. Hella good. No, it, is,
1: it is. I mean, I, you know, I, I love it. The first time I saw it, even, you know, full screen, and scan, and then yeah. laser this wide screen, finally. And, of course, you know, in the theater, uh, you, the first the work print, and then the director's the, the card. You know, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, nice. Just, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, also, that it is really that good. However, it's not for everybody. True. I will say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. And if it's not your cup of tea, that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, it's just too influential, man, to to knock it, you know. And I actually enjoy the movie, which helps. <laughs> so let's see what the Internet said here. So you know we always do a poll here. What did the movie Dojo Army say here? Oh, yes. Look at that. Not yeah. even close. Yes, Blade Runner, Final Cut is as good. So look at that. So that's cool. We get some Internet fans here as well. So now, oh, oh yeah, I forgot about this. We can uh, segue it now. So here you go, guys. This is going to blow your mind. Here we go. Samurai Guy. That's right, your boy. I've seen billi- millions of movies, but I'm sure there's still billions I've missed. <laughs> I have never seen Blade Runner 2049. That's right. I know. Shocker, right? And the sad thing is, the sad thing is, is actually having on 4K Steelbook. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> shout out to Jamie Powell for hooking up the Samurai. I've had this for years, and I just haven't got to it yet. I haven't <clears> got <throat> to it, which I'm you fired. Know I version. know. I'm fired. I know. I no, know. No, no,
1: that. no. Well, I just want to say. Can oh, you go show ahead. That, Can you show that image again, please? Okay, okay, connected? okay. If you want to see this film for the first time, you should not okay. watch the 4K. You should watch this 3D. If you have 3D, capability. oh. That's not going to happen over here. Okay. We don't have it. <laughs> I'm sure and, 3D and, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And 4K is fine, but 3D is amazing. Right. Especially right. because of one of the characters in the film. It, he really oh, used nice. He really, yeah, so. I You're wish just, I would have saw it in yeah, 3D. You huh? know what I mean? Once I, you want to see the film. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. But at least I got it in 4K, I guess. So there you go, guys. Samurai's not seen Blade Runner 2049, so stay tuned whenever Frank gets some uh, free time. Uh <laughs> We that is the next movie that we will be talking about, and this is going to be interesting because Frank has his opinion. We're going to hold that. Don't don't say anything, Frank. Save it. And Sam has never I seen it.
1: I was boy one. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: that's all right. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so that's going to be the next one. But I'm 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 going to flip it up though. It's not going to be. It's rated high. Critics and audience both like that movie. So I'm not going to. I could do it as a. Is it really that good? But I'm not. I'm gonna switch it up I'm gonna make this is is it Blade Runner 2049 is it underrated episode I'm gonna do that you know why because I remember this movie coming out and then I remember this movie disappearing and never hearing about this movie ever again I never seen videos on it I never seen no deep dive videos on YouTube I've never seen anything about this movie it's almost like there is no sequel. So that's why I even forgot about it. Look, I owned it for years and <laughs> I forgot I had it. So I'm going to make this is it, is it, is is Blade Runner 2049 underrated. That's what we're going to do for the next one, all right? But as always, Frank, it was always badass having you here. That's right. Make sure you guys check out 88 Films Eureka. Check look out for upcoming awesome and badass, Frank Jang Audio Commentaries. That's right. He knows his stuff. It's always great having you here on the show, brother, talking movies. That's right. And tomorrow, if you want to hang out with Samurai uh, at around 7 p.m. Pacific, live Q&A, ask Samurai anything, hang out, let's talk movies about culture, as well as you see this stack of blue over here, right? <laughs> well, you guys have been asking... Let's see the damn PS4 <laughs> video game collection, for Christ's sake. We've been asking for years. So there, I'm going to show my entire game collection tomorrow. And, of course, you know, we can always talk movies about culture because that's what we love doing here. We love having fun talking movies. We can always agree to disagree. It's yeah, always great.
1: Sorry, one final thing. Again, oh, go ahead. For those naysayers or those who who you know say they don't like the film or you know the, the, the film didn't do anything for me, I really recommend you check out Future Norms. This book might change your mind. Just to know, you know, the behind the scenes, you know, all the right, scenes, right, what yeah. happened through the production yeah. and afterwards, that might yeah. you know, it might sway your mind a little bit, and I, and I hope that yeah. we, you know, we can do it, yeah.
0: So. Now, I now here, well, if, it may still not because <laughs> <this, laughs> people are like, look, it's boring. I can't do this. Now, yeah. should people that hate the, the 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 first Blade Runner, should they even bother? watching the next one. If they say this is boring, I don't care if it's slow burn. I can't I can't stand this movie. I hate this movie. Should they even try to watch 2049 or there might be something in there for them? What I would do you
1: think? say they, I would say if you don't like the first one, you're not gonna like the, the sequel. Okay. Because first the sequel dwells upon the themes from the first film. Okay. Go a little bit even further. Okay. Second, it does reference the first film.
0: Okay, yeah, the there you story. go. Yeah. There you I go. Mean, so whoever Decker. hated the first one, <laughs>
1: yeah. don't bother it's watching the second one. Right. Yeah, I mean, Decker shows up. in a sequel, so you know it's going to tie to the first film.
0: Right, right, so.
1: right. Oh, we've so. got a
0: super chat before we roll out. Lone Wolf Ronan. thanks again, my friend, for supporting. Thanks for your thoughts, Samurai and Frank, on this movie. Blade Runner and Blade Runner 24-9 is great. All right, he's a fan. Much respects on the remaster of Wild Search, oh, yeah. one of Chow fats best. All oh, thank right. Thank you, awesome. Lone Wolf. Yeah, I had
1: a great right. time doing the commentary. Yeah, that's going to be good. That's, yeah, yeah. That's going to be good. Thanks
0: again, brother, for supporting. And Frank, for hanging out with Samurai, talking movies. It's always a blast. Uh, you know Frank's going to be back because he just, <laughs> be he, ha- back. he has fun with the knucklehead here. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, see you guys tomorrow. Oh, really quick, also Wednesday, uh, hang out with me and Alex Richter. That's right, the Kung Fu Genius. We're going to be hanging out, talking martial arts and movies Uh, And, of course, Versus is coming up, but I haven't uploaded this week's Versus. It's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, But, yeah, busy week, as usual. All right, guys, take care. See you tomorrow. All right, take care, guys. Frank, don't go anywhere.
1: Bye-bye.